Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
you are entering the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. Rory Sauter, your host. Thank you for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. Song that was just playing was Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Um, wow. Good evening. Uh, so happy to be with all of you. Um, I haven't been on it since Saturday. Um, I've been really busy. I was supposed to be on. Uh, the other day, uh, just a few things came up, and I wasn't able uh, to attend. Um, but, wow, God, it feels so great to be back in the studio, recording live with all of you. Um, I love it. I love it. And especially with everything that's going on in the media, 
I mean, there, there is so much going on. So much. It, I mean, it, like this week has probably been one of the busiest weeks in media uh, in a long time. And I'm, I mean, it's unbelievable. One story after another. Um, but um, I hope everybody is doing well. How are you all? You guys all doing good? All my listeners, wherever you may be. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, and it's amazing that I, um, I keep looking at my, uh, my show statistics and uh, locations where people are listening and Norway, I have, I have like 8% of listeners coming from Norway. So Norway is really, uh, tuning into my show a lot, you know, a, a good, a good amount of Norway I have Germany now, Brazil, United Kingdom, like all of these different countries, people in these different countries tuning into my show. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I'm getting a lot of nice uh, messages from people uh, just from around the world th- thanking me and, and, li- and liking my show, giving me a thumbs up. Um, God, which is such a blessing. I mean, it's such an honor, all of your um, nice words and you know, uh, you know, great feedback. I highly appreciate it all. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really, it's, it's an honor. It truly is. Um, and it, um, so it's Thursday night. It's almost the weekend. I always like when it gets to be the it gets to be Thursday because everything is pretty much off my chest. I mean, it's always a very good feeling. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Okay, I uh, I want to I want to get um, I want to get to my 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 first topic, which is very important. Um, I mean, very. Uh, very huge, very, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, what, um, what, you know, we're remembering Billy Graham. I mean, this guy, uh, words can't even explain. Well, uh, just, just to let everybody know, in case you didn't, uh, Billy Graham passed away yesterday at the age of 99. The man lived a long uh, fulfilling, loving, amazing life. And he touched the lives of millions of individuals, not just in this country, but worldwide. Billy Graham was the pre- the, will is the best preacher of all time. People in the preaching industry look at Billy Graham as the Michael Jordan, as a Michael Jordan. I mean, he's the greatest in his, Billy Graham is the greatest in his field of all time. I mean, you can't even, nobody can even come close. The guy's profoundness and the guy's uh, just amazing intelligence, it's, it's one of a kind. And his, the way he was with people and his insight on the world and his unbelievably influential, uh, you know, the presence he gave, I mean, he gave us so many things. He was influential in so many ways. He inspired the world. Not just this country, the world. Every, I mean, Billy, Billy Graham, uh, you know, is as big a figure 
as, if you ask me, as any, as any public figure ever. I mean, Billy Graham is up there. I mean, he, he's, he's one of the biggest names of all time ever in any industry. And you know the 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 amount of love and the just the 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 beauty of people that you know showed their support yesterday and their condolences uh, for his death on these you know, on, on on a lot of news channels, especially even liberal media. As much as I can't stand the liberal media and I despise everything they do, they were actually giving uh, uh, Billy Graham uh, you know condolences and uh, you know a nice send off. Uh, so, you know, it, they, they were very sad as well. Um, and, you know, as you know, as everybody knows, uh, President Trump is very close with the with the Graham family, Billy Graham, um, as well as his son. Uh, so it was, you know, it really, uh, you know, um, obviously uh, made Trump sad. Trump sent out a, a nice uh, condolences a tweet on his Twitter uh, tribute uh, to Billy Graham. Um, you know, and, uh, it's one of those things though, man, like, you know, how, how a guy can, you know, make the, this, this, he made the world so much of a better place. Like, it's amazing. Like if it wasn't for Billy Graham, there would a a lot of, a lot of problems would not be solved. I mean, I mean, he, he solved problems with communities, with culture, with religion. I mean, he was a man of peace. He was a man of peace. I want to play you um, a tribute uh, to Billy Graham that I have right here uh, put together. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it. It's about five minutes. It's really beautiful. across race and age, but when someone gives their life to a divine calling, amazing things happen. That is the legacy of Billy Graham. Tonight, I am glad to tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ can be received, your sins forgiven, your burdens lifted. Billy was born in 1918 during the end of World War I. Growing up on his family's dairy farm in North Carolina, no one could have imagined what God had in store for this hardworking young man. When he was 13 years old, he was in a play at school. His voice carried so well. I says, I, I just think there's something in that boy that we haven't discovered yet. <laughs> at age 15, he was invited to hear a man named Mordecai Ham preach at a citywide revival meeting. I was taken by a friend, and I became fascinated. And then the Spirit of God began to speak to me as I went back night after night. And uh, one night when the invitation was given, I just said, Lord, I'm going. From this moment, life would never be the same for Billy. A new passion burned in his heart to see lives changed. He went on to college and began preaching the good news of Jesus to anyone who would listen. It was during those years of academics and Sunday sermons that Billy met Ruth, the young missionary girl raised in China would become his best friend, the true love of his life. 
and he would be the first to say that without Ruth, his growth as a preacher and evangelist would not have been possible. When I came out and saw her standing there, he said, that is Ruth Bell. At that moment, I was in love, and not only in love, something told me inside she'll be your wife. Now, it took her nearly a year to come to that same conclusion. Word of his powerful message spread quickly. He preached on the stages of concert halls and auditoriums and over the airwaves of radio and television. And soon, people began lining the streets by the tens of thousands just to hear him speak. Before we can have world peace, we must have peace within our hearts. And bis wir Weltfrieden haben, müssen wir erst Frieden. There's only one road to heaven. You say, but if I believe God, isn't that enough? I want to tell you before you leave Madison Square Garden this night of May 15th, you can find everything that you've been searching for in Christ. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. He was a mighty man. The Bible tells us that in spite of our sins and rebellion, that God loves us. As countless people responded to the move of God's Spirit, the demands on Billy seemed constant. But it was Ruth and their children that brought him strength and joy. Their home was a special place where he could simply spend time as a father and loving husband. These moments were precious to Billy. Yes, uh, there is a great sense of loneliness. And if there is a price to pay in this work, uh, it is that, uh, that I'm not with my children. God's calling on Billy's life took him from the largest stadiums to the most remote villages of Africa. He spoke not only of God's forgiveness, but also against the evils of racism, communism, and social injustice in our world. And don't let anybody ever tell you that it's white or black. Christ belongs to all people. He belongs to the whole world. He was one of the most sought-after men of this age, turning down the political stage and Hollywood spotlight in order to continue his ministry to the lost, weary, and forgotten. His message was unfaltering, remaining true to the gospel and his steadfast faith in Christ. I'm asking you tonight to follow him, to serve him, to let him come into your heart and forgive you. Be forgiven! Know that you're going to heaven. What can be said about one man's life? For Billy Graham, let it be said that he lived his life to bring the lost and hurting to Christ. Are you willing to receive Christ tonight? Because you may never have a moment quite like this again. You come and receive him into your heart and say yes to him. Hundreds of you right now, just get up out of your seat and say tonight, I want my sin forgiven. I want to know I'm going to heaven. I want eternal life. I'm ready to surrender my life to Christ as Lord and Savior. I want to follow him from this night on. All right, very good. That was a uh, a beautiful um, 
And, uh, I mean, it's such a beautiful tribute. I mean, really summed up his life perfectly. Um, great, great clips. God, what a guy he was, though. I mean, if you, I mean, looking back, you know, um, at his life and at his legacy, I mean, it's, um, it's quite something. Um, you know, the way, the way, I mean, he would fill up arenas and, and stadiums. I mean, he would fill up football stadiums. This guy would get hundreds of thousands of guests. I mean, this, this, this guy really was the real deal. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he was the greatest of his trade. And the way he could, he could, the way he positively impacted these millions of lives and all these people, you know, that looked up to him and, you know, felt like, you know, how do I describe this? I mean, the Billy Graham, the feeling towards Billy Graham is like a feeling towards, almost a feeling towards a, a great friend or a family member, you know, because he's, He's inspired you and influenced you in so many different ways. And, you know, your, your admiration for him is so strong. And, and it kind of, and it feels like a lot of people knew Billy Graham, even if they didn't, you know, just the, just the way he carried himself, just the way, um, you know, he presented himself. So, and, and that's the thing, you know, that he's one of those guys that you, I mean, he, he had that special, um, that that special thing about it is that even if you didn't, and, and this goes for a lot, you know, not a lot of people, but you know, there's a few. You know, the, the, he was one of those guys that you could you 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 like I said, even if you didn't know him, you know, you 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 felt like you knew him, even if it was being in a room with him for an hour hearing him speak. That, I mean, that that's the kind of light he shined. That that's the kind of, I mean, I mean that that was Billy Graham, and you know, you you have, I mean, his legacy is a is a novel. You know, he um, he fought against racism. He, he he was he was all for everyone, and he and he and he did and he all of this, all of I mean and, and all of this. Was Billy, Billy Graham's heart was was so profound and, and so genuine and so kind. I mean, you know, just just what he did for people, the way he touched people's lives, it, it's un, it's unbelievable. It really is, and you know, his, his as we know, you know, him and his son Franklin Graham. Um, are are very avid Trump supporters, um, and you know Billy Graham, uh, you know gave uh, much praise uh, to Trump and his presidency, and, and obviously we know his son has too. Um, you know, so that and that's and that's another thing. Um, you know, B- Billy Graham, uh, you know, was a true. Um, he was a true uh, evangelicalist, and, and he saw that in President Trump. 
You know, Billy Graham was the was loyal. I mean, so loyal. You know, when all these media outlets were bashing on Trump, you know, Billy Graham and Franklin Graham would defend Trump and 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 said that you know Trump was the good guy and Trump was that was the best thing to ever happen to evangelicalists. Actually, Franklin Graham made that comment, uh, made that statement um, a few weeks ago that Trump is the best thing to ever happen to uh, evangelicalists. I mean, Amer- America's preacher, Billy Graham, America's preacher, America's pastor. I mean, I mean, he he really. I mean, I mean the way the way the guy, and I've I've watched a lot. I've watched a lot of his videos, and I've watched a lot of his performances. And, and he, this this guy's a natural. I mean, this guy, Bill, Bill, this guy was born to help people. This God put Billy Graham on Earth to help these millions of people that were in need, that were suffering, that were on the verge of dying. I mean, I mean, there's, oh my God, it's it, it's it's so heartwarming, and feels so good to, uh, you know, have, you know, such a, an important um, figure and such a such a significant figure, um, you know, that that did so much. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's unreal. The list goes on. I mean, he he will go down as. They'll, they'll never be another. Uh, they'll never be anybody as good as him in terms of, you know, the preaching and the speaking. You know, um, Joel Austin is very good, uh, and he and he followed. Um, he he kind of Billy Graham was his uh, inspiration in, in getting into it, and you know he's he, Joel Austin has done well, but I don't think he's a Billy Graham. You know, Billy Graham. Will always be remembered as that one of a kind, one that one of a kind, and uh, nobody, I don't believe, will ever be better. Um, but God, rest in peace, Billy Graham. Everybody, we all love you. Thank you. God bless you, uh, everybody. If we can get a moment of prayer uh, for Billy Graham, and. We, oh, God, imagine heaven welcoming Billy Graham, God getting to hug Billy Graham. I mean, that is probably the most warmest, the, the most, the nicest. I mean, I mean, the welcoming un, would be unbelievable if you're a guy like Billy Graham. Can you imagine? God's been waiting, and, and God um, finally, finally brought him home. Amen. That was a long <clears throat> that was a long moment of silence, but I totally think it was necessary. Um and you know, there was a there was a very um um you know he's had he's had so many quotes, but there was one that really stuck out uh that was really stuck you know, stuck to my heart. Uh that it said, if you ever hear, one day you'll hear that Billy Graham is dead. Believe a word of it. Because I will be more alive than ever before. I will be in, in, in heaven. It was something like that, but it was something really beautiful. I don't have the quote in front of me. 
Um, but then there was another one. Um, I'm just, it said something like, I'm just passing through this life. Heaven is my, is my real home. And, uh, you know, something in that nature, but, um, you know, just, just all the religious quotes and all the quotes that he made that, you know, I, I even, uh, have used in some of my, uh, writings and, and other stuff, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Billy Graham. Thank you. I, I, God, I godly appreciate it. Um, let me uh, move on to the next topic. Okay. Um, big topic today. President Trump um, speaks with students from Parkland. I'm going to play you this clip. Um, give me one second. And uh, he's talking about strapping up teachers. And, uh, you know, because with, with all the gun stuff going on, uh, we can't take any chances. Our kids are are the future, and you know we need safety at all times. We all know gun free zones are a joke and don't work. Um, and you know, so what needs to happen is we need to have our teachers armed, because if you have your teachers, if you have teachers armed, you're not going to have people messing with you. You're not going to have people coming into the school. And wanting to, no, you if you have if you if you have an attacker come into a school, and they know it's armed, they're they're not they're not going to do with all these shootings. These people are cowards. They only come in there because they know these schools are defenseless, and they can shoot them up and get away with it. We need armed security, armed fucking teachers. No joke. This is a real thing. Um, playing you the clip from Donald Trump. Uh, here it is. One, two. We have to nab them. You know, years ago we had uh, mental hospitals, mental institutions. Uh, we had a lot of them, and a lot of them have closed. They've closed. Uh, some people thought it was a stigma. Some people thought, frankly, it was... Uh, the legislators thought it was too expensive. Today, if you catch somebody, they don't know what to do with them. He hasn't committed the crime, but he may very well. And there's no mental institution. There's no place to bring them. And we have that a lot. Even if they caught this person, I'm being nice when I use the word person, uh, they probably wouldn't have known what to do. They're not going to put them in jail. And yet, so there's no that middle ground of having that institution where you had trained people that could handle it and do something about it and find out how sick he really is because he is a sick guy and he should have been nabbed a number of times, frankly. Uh, your concept and your idea about it's called concealed carry and it's, it only works where you have people very adept at using firearms, of which you have many, and it would be teachers and uh, coaches if the coach had a firearm in his locker when he ran at this guy. That coach was very brave. Uh, saved a lot of lives, I suspect. But if he had a firearm, he wouldn't have had a run. He would have shot, and that would have been the end of it. And this would only be, obviously, for people that are very adept 
at handling a gun. And it would be, it's called concealed carry, where a teacher would have a concealed gun on them. They'd go for special training, and they would uh, be there, and you would no longer have a gun-free zone. Gun-free zone to a maniac, because they're all cowards. A gun-free zone is, let's go in and let's attack, because bullets aren't coming back at us. And if you... Uh, if you do this, and a lot of people are talking about it, and it's certainly a point that we'll discuss, but concealed carry for teachers and for people of talent, of that type of talent. So let's say you had 20% of your teaching force, because that's pretty much the number. And you said it. Uh, an attack has lasted, on average, about three minutes. It takes five to eight minutes for responders, for the police to come in. So the attack is over. If you had a teacher with, who was adept at firearms, they could very well end the attack very quickly. And the good thing about a suggestion like that, and we're going to be looking at it very strongly, and I think a lot of people are going to be opposed to it. I think a lot of people are going to like it. But the good thing is that you'll have a lot of people with that. You know, you can't have 100 uh, security guards in Stoneman Douglas. That's a big school. It's a massive school with, with a lot of acreage to cover, a lot of floor area. And so that would be certainly a situation that is being discussed a lot by a lot of people. You'd have a lot of people that'd be armed, that'd be ready. They're professionals. They may be Marines that left the Marines, left the Army, left the Air Force, and they're very adept at doing that. Uh, you'd have a lot of them, and they'd be spread evenly throughout the school. So the other thing, I really believe that if these cowards knew that that was that the school was, you know, well guarded from the standpoint of having pretty much professionals with great training. I think they wouldn't go into the school to start off with. I think it could very well solve your problem. So we'll be doing the background checks. We'll be doing uh, a lot of different things, but we'll certainly be looking at ideas like that. You know, a lot of people don't understand that airline pilots now, a lot of them carry guns. And I have to say, that things have changed a lot. People aren't attacking the way they would routine, routinely attack. And maybe you have the same situation in schools. So does anybody like that idea here? Does anybody like it? Right? Yes? For Meadow, your beautiful Meadow. We talked about that. Um, and do people feel strongly against it? Anybody? Anybody? Strongly against it? All right. I mean, I can look. We can understand both sides of it. And certainly it's controversial. All righty. Well said, Mr. President. And, you know, anybody with a logical and rational state of mind, you know, knows that, you know, this is the only fucking option. What other option are we going to have, you know, is to protect our children? I mean, this, this school shooting, and, I'm, and I've said this on my show before, and I'll fucking say it again. This is becoming an epidemic. Kids are watching fucking movies, playing video games, and actually seeing the news and this kind of shit happening. And these kids, believe it or not, how sick and fucking deranged they are, they're getting ideas of doing the same shit that they're seeing these school shooters do. So it, at this point, we're like, like, like mental health is obviously a huge fucking problem in this country right now. It's not the guns. 
because you didn't, you didn't, I mean, you didn't see this guns, you know, this sort of, you've never seen gun violence to this sort of degree. And majority, 90% of people that own guns are responsible with them. So, you know, there, there's, and criminals have never obeyed laws, let's face it. And, and Democrats think they're going to fucking post some dumb fucking sign that says gun-free zones and it's all going to fix everything? Dumb fuck Democrats. Chicago has the most strict gun laws in the country and you guys have the most fucking murder rate with guns. It doesn't stop these criminals from getting their guns. They're selling them on the black market. They're making their – you. oh, my God. Okay, it, it, it's honestly it's – ridic- it, it's ridiculous. This is the only option is arming school teachers. And like President Trump said, there are a lot of teachers that are ex-military that have ex- experience in this nature. And there's also um, – there's, there's – uh, <coughs> Uh, this is a segment I'll get into later in the show, but there are many teachers now giving out um, concealed carry, uh, you know, um, uh, lessons for teachers that want to, uh, you know, in case this becomes a thing, teachers are ready uh, to be carrying a gun and uh, be ready to use it if something, ha- if something happens. Um, I want to play this uh, other clip from uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, one three. A gun-free zone to a killer or somebody that wants to be a killer, that's like going in for the ice cream. That's like, here I am, take me. We have to get smart on gun-free zones. When they see it says, this is a gun-free zone, that means that nobody has a gun except them. Nobody's going to be shooting bullets in the other direction. And they see that as such a beautiful target. They live for gun-free zones. And, I mean... Frankly, you have teachers that are Marines for 20 years, and they retire, they become a teacher, and they're uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, they're Coast Guard, they're people that have won shooting contests, and, you know, they're for, for uh, whatever. This is what they do. They know guns, they understand guns. And I, frankly, have been reading a lot about it, and uh, I think when you allow a person who's been in the Marines for 20 years, who's done nothing but handle guns and handle them safely and well, because you can't just give a teacher a gun. One of the fake news networks, CNN last night, was saying, I want teachers to have guns. I don't want teachers to have guns. I want certain highly adept people, people that understand weaponry, guns, uh, if, they're, if they really have that aptitude, because not everybody has an aptitude for a gun. But if they have the aptitude, I think a concealed permit for having teachers and letting people know that there are people in the building with guns, you won't have, in my opinion, you won't have these shootings because these people are cowards. They're not going to walk into a school if 20% of the teachers have guns. It may be 10% or maybe 40%. And what I'd recommend doing is the people that do carry, we give them a bonus. We give them a little bit of a bonus. They're, frankly, they'd feel more comfortable having the gun anyway, but you give them a little bit of a bonus. So practically for free, you have now made the school into a hardened target. For instance, if the coaches, who I guarantee had plenty of experience with weapons, if they had guns, you need a hard because no matter what you do to keep them gun free, they'll be able to get in there and they'll crawl through the back of a window or something. And you're going to have everybody again 
without any protection. Yep, he exactly right. Ding, ding, ding. He um, says it perfectly. I mean, we, at this point, where we are at as a country, think we need more guns. We need more fucking guns, more guns, more safety, more security, taking extra measures to make sure that no innocent life gets taken. If we have to have guy, if we have to have, you know, arm, you know, if we have to have some sort of military law enforcement uh, personnel holding guns at the students as they walk into school for protection, for no, I mean, then so be it. Whatever it takes. If you have to check people's, if are if armed, uh, you know, teachers or armed military personnel has to, you know, do our, ba- our checks on people's backpacks or, or, you know, check them for anything. I mean, whatever they have to fucking do. I'm, exa- I'm exaggerating a little bit. But whatever they have to do. I mean, because we see in countries like Mexico, we see military personnel and law enforcement personnel with guns drawn uh, at schools. Just in, just in case anything goes down, if somebody's give a kid's kidnapped or... You know, if something stupid happens, I mean, we've, we see, I mean, this sort of shit does, you know, and, and it works. It fucking works. Like there's, there's no doubt about it that if you fucking arm schools, nobody's fucking with you. You think that little fucking midget, I mean, Nick's kid was a little midget, Nicholas Cruz. You think that little fucking guy would have walked in there with a what fucking rifle? He would have got his head blown off before anything would have ever happened. That dumb fuck wouldn't have gone in there. I mean, you know, man, and, and, you know, the animals that get away with this shit, like Nicholas Cruz, you know, we have all these fucking animals. The, uh, the guy, uh, the Aurora shooter from the, the Batman movie theater shooting, we have Columbine, we have the, the Texas, we have, we have the church in Texas. I mean, it goes on and on. South Carolina. Um, I want, and, and you know what, I want to play, you know, there's so much. There's so much sadness and emotions and hardship, hard stuff going on, you know, and, and people's emotions are, are, you know, are rising and, and there's different feelings and, and people are scared and people are fucking worried. I want to give you, show you a message from how you can never trust Democrats with guns or any sort of philosophy in that area. They don't know anything about guns. They're about as useless and worthless as as it gets. And it's actually scary for people that want to stay safe and, uh, you know, anybody that's a gun owner and votes Democrat. Uh, You've got to hear uh, what the governor of Virginia uh, said about gun, the guns a few, um, this is a few months ago when, the, uh, when, the, when there was a shooting in Virginia. But you've got to hear Terry McCullough. And I don't know how any gun owner can register Democrat. It's besides me i mean and, and it makes sense now why so many democrats have gone republican for this very reason uh one five listen in uh, i could tell you from the virginia's perspective from uh my secretary of public safety brian Rand, who's here with me and beat we had no prior 
information that would lead us to believe that anything like this was going to occur. Governor, in general, do you think anything more needs to be done to protect politicians? Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated, uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. <laughs> Background checks, shutting down gun show loopholes. Yeah, that's not for 93 million Americans. It's not just about politicians. Day. We worry about this every day for all of our citizens. Why is it not the day for Why are you bringing it up? People are going to criticize that you're bringing up gun control at this time. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? I mean, this, that's, I mean, that's the Democrats' mindset. I mean, that's how stupid they are and how much they don't know about guns. I mean, this, this was one of the funniest talking points a few months ago, but it still kind of is. It comes back, uh, you know, on air and, and on social media because it's, it's so funny. He, he says we lose 93 million Americans to, a day to gun violence. The Democrats said 93 million Americans die every day because of gun violence. If you do the math, uh, our country would be wiped out in four days if that was the case. <laughs> what, what the? And the guy had this, and the governor had this serious look on his face. I mean, how do these Democrats even get elected into office? That's, I mean, that's just one of a million idiotic statements. I mean, can you sound any fucking stupider? I mean, seriously. That's ridiculous. Not, he, said, he, said, he says we lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. Jesus Christ. Gun owners that are Democrats, that right there should scare the shit out of you for how much Democrats don't know about guns. We have, pe we have people like Bernie Sanders and uh, Bernie Sanders that's never owned a gun in his life trying to give lectures on, on gun control. So, and they're and all I find it so um, ignorant and so fucking hypocritical that these political figures, especially on the left, um, have all these security around them with guns protecting them, but they want to tell everyday citizens, uh, "We want your guns. We want to take control of your guns." Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, this is this is an absolute fucking joke. This is an absolute fucking joke. The whole gun control debacle that's going on right now in society, I mean, it's all, this is, it's absurd. First of all, guns are not the problem. And, and I'll tell you something right now. You can never, and I repeat, you can never, can never change someone's mindset that has this on their mind. If somebody says they're going to go do this, you can't change their mindset. If they want a gun, they're gonna find a way to get that gun, and 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 it's all and it's usually illegally. This kid bought it legally, but I'm just saying, you can find any weapon on the street illegally. It's not hard. Has that ever? Um, has has let let me and, I, and we've dealt with gun laws uh, in the past uh, with Democrats. They cry this whole gun law thing, but have criminals ever followed these gun laws? Does this, does this give criminals a new, uh, uh, you know, thought on it? No. This doesn't wake criminals up. I mean, this makes criminals want to, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, this causes more crime. Gun laws cause more crime. 
Just look at Chicago. Look at Baltimore. Look at these places where have the strictest gun laws and they have the highest murder rate and they have the high and and, and guess guess where the guess what they're killing people with guns. So they're getting guns illegally. And I want to play you. There was a there was a thing last night. Um, you know the town hall um, in Parkland uh, for the Parkland students. Uh, CNN put on their whole. Um, Hollywood show that was totally scripted. It was totally bullshit. You could tell uh, that a lot of this was acting. Um, a lot of it was total. You know, it was just hogwash. I mean, it, nothing about it was uh, sincere. Um, I want to actually. I put up a story on my uh, on my Facebook today. There was a new thing that came out. There's breaking news. There's a kid that goes to part that park part in Parkland goes to the school Douglas High School. And he was invited to this CNN town hall event. And he says that he was going in and he was all ready uh, to talk to, you know, uh, the Florida uh, political representatives about what could be changed about gun violence. And then and he had his questions ready that he wrote down himself because he was told beforehand that he could basically ask his own questions, you know, that, that sort of nature. He could do – he could basically run his agenda. He walked. This is what he says. He walks in. CNN gives him questions that he needs to ask. A scripted fucking uh, document that he has to go by. And then the kid says, "Well, screw it. I don't want to be here. I'm not doing this. Um, I'm going to play you the clip of the kid, um, and he explains his story and what happened." Uh, one five, playing now. I expected to be able to ask my questions and give my opinion on my questions. But Colton Hobb, a member of the junior ROTC who shielded classmates in the midst of terror, says he did not get to share his experience. CNN had originally asked me to write a speech and questions, and it ended up being all scripted. Colton wrote questions about school safety, suggested using veterans as armed school security guards, but claimed CNN wanted him to ask a scripted question instead, so he decided not to go. I don't think that it's going to get anything accomplished. It's not going to ask the true questions that all the parents and teachers and students have. So there you go. The whole thing, I mean, the fact that CNN can get away with um, putting these sort of um, putting these sort of stories together, like these town hall fake events, and they're trying to lie to the American people and make it look like this is actually real when it's all scripted. I mean, it, it's so fake. I'm going to play you another um, clip, um, you know, from this town hall. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to play some clips from inside the town hall. That's it, it's pathetic. Um, but here we go. So this kid literally is attacking Marco Rubio. Um, and, and, and just just listen to this. I mean, this, this you can see, you can hear how scripted this bullshit is, and it's absurd. Listen to this town hall. Here we go. Senator Rubio, it's hard to look at you and not look down the barrel of an AR-15 and not look at Nicholas Cruz, but the point is, you're here, and there are some people who are not. And 
I, I need to ask two things of you. Number one, Chris Grady, can you stand up? This is my friend who's going to the military. I need you to tell him that he's going to live to make it to serve our country. And then we'll get to the other one. Not only are you going to live to serve our country, you and you and all of you have a chance to change our country. Change not just our laws, but the way we talk about our laws. So absolutely. Thank you. And guys, look, this isn't about red and blue. We can't boo people because they're Democrats and boo people because they're Republicans. Anyone who's willing to show change, no matter where they're from, anybody who's willing to start to make a difference is somebody we need on our side here. And this is about people who are for making a difference to save us and people who are against it and prefer money. So, Senator Rubio, can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA in the future? I wish I could have spoken. I wish I could have asked the NRA lady a question. I wish the NRA lady I, I could have talked to because I would ask her how she can look in the mirror considering the fact that she has children, but you know, maybe she avoids those. What is that? I'm sorry. The... I don't freaking know. That's okay. okay. The question is about NRA yeah. money. So number one, the positions I hold on these issues of the Second Amendment, I've held since the day I entered office in the city of West Miami as an elected official. Number two, no, the answer to the question is that people buy into my agenda. And I do support the Second Amendment. And I also support the right of you and everyone here to be able to go to school and be safe. And I do support any law that would keep guns out of the hands of a deranged killer. And that's why I support the things that I have stood for and fought for during my time here. More money, more money. That is the wrong way to look. First of all, the answer is people buy into my agenda. You can Number say no. Second, well, I, I, the influence of any group, the influence of these groups comes not from money. The influence comes from the millions of people that agree with the agenda. The millions of Americans that support the NRA and who support gun rights groups. Guys, 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 if you Cameron is having a conversation with Senator Rubio, let's let them talk. Listen, I respect, you can ask that question and I can tell you that I, people buy into my agenda. I will answer any questions you guys have about any policy. Right, right now, right now guys, be quiet, be quiet. You know, you know, and I, will, be and I, and I just think that ultimately that is not our goal here. Our goal here is to move forward Wait, so hold on. and, prov so, and so right prevent things from happening again. Right now, in the name of 17 people, you cannot ask the NRA to keep their money out of your campaign? I think in the name of 17 people, I can pledge to you that I will support any law that will prevent a killer like this from getting a No, but I'm talking NRA money. No, no, because... I, I, matter of fact, I, I bet we can get people in here the to NRA give you exactly as much money as the NRA would have. But it's not. I understand. And you're right. Can you stand up oh, and you're right donate to that? that real quick? Okay, not a lot, but we'll get it. I'll you're, do you're, it. You know, you're right about quite that. quite a bit of money so far. Well, you're right about that. There's money on the, both sides of every issue in America. And where that leaves us in policymaking is to look at the issues and make a decision based on what we think is right. But ultimately, look, the First Amendment is as, is as important as the Second. And therefore, you have every right to ask that question of me, and I'm here to okay, tell I'll you that I will stand for the things. Are you going to be accepting money from the IRA in the future? I, I, I've always supported, I will always accept the help of anyone who agrees with my agenda. But my agenda is also, I'll give you a perfect Your example. Is protecting us, right? Well, I'll give you an example this very evening. I have told you that I support lifting the age from 18 to 21 of buying a rifle. 
My understanding, as before I walked out here, is that that organization is not in favor of that. But I think that's the right thing to do. I don't know what their position is on teachers being armed, but I don't think they should be, because that's what I think the right thing to do is. When I offered my bill to restrict people on the terrorist watch list or that have been on the list for the last 10 years from purchasing a weapon, they didn't take a stand. I don't think they, they certainly didn't support my, but I offered it. I will do what I think is right. And if people want to support my agenda, they're welcome to do so, but they buy into my ideas. I don't buy into theirs. Okay, so I knew that was going to happen. NRA, please just keep the money out of Rubio, okay? If he wants to run again, you Thank guys Thank you, Cameron. Can. appreciate it. What a little fucking bitch. You hear this little fucking pipsqueak? Trying to fucking control? Like, I mean, okay, here, here's my thing. I like Rubio on some of his views. I don't agree with Rubio on... I don't agree with Rubio on everything. I agree with Rubio on some stuff. Like, you know, for instance, Rubio doesn't believe teachers should be armed with guns. That, that's where I don't believe – that's where I don't agree with Rubio on, among other things. But going back to, going back to this, I mean, this, this fucking kid – I mean, the NRA isn't the fucking problem. And this little fucking wimp has never owned a fucking – no, I'm not talking about Rubio. I'm talking about the kid that was attacking Rubio. This little kid in the audience asking questions has never, owned, has never owned a fucking firearm, and he's trying to tell Rubio to stop taking money from the NRA. Which, to, to, be, exact, to be exact with you, Rubio only took about $4,000. They donated $4,000 to Rubio's campaign. That's basically toilet paper to Rubio, I assume. But, but here, that's beside the point. I mean, but the, 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 the has never owned a firearm, has the audacity to come on, the fucking stage at this town hall and make all these fucking demands, I think it's a little ridiculous. And I'm talking about any politician or anybody that's up there that, that has to take this sort of bullshit from a little punk kid. I, you know, I don't, I don't like that. It's fucking disrespectful. You heard this fucking kid. He, I mean, he was so, uh, you could hear his voice was condescending. Uh, fucking, he, he sounded fucking smug as shit. I mean, you know, I don't like, I don't like these scripted town hall, and CNN is the ones that always put on these fucking Hollywood scripted bullshit shows, and and this is all fake, people, and people watch this crap, only people with, with uh, with, you know, a skewed view of reality watch CNN and think this shit's real, and are like, oh, wow, oh, listen, now, now, and I'm going to play you another clip. Now, here's this bald-headed female that looks like Sinead O'Connor. Uh, Emma Gonzalez, she's like the uh, the one that is like the hero of the part. She's the ki- a student that survived the Parkland shooting. She's speaking a lot, uh, you know, on the news, trying to get her 15 minutes of fame. Um, she's ugly as shit. But she's a fucking feminist liberal cunt, and she comes off like, you know, she's doing the right thing, and she's like a hero. But you can just tell this woman is one-sided. She's a fucking, like, let's fuck her, seriously. She's a condescending, lying, hypocritical bitch. And, and you know what? Maybe some of the stuff coming out of her mouth is true about, you know, being – you know, obviously she was scared of the shooting and she misses her friends. And, you know, but I think a lot of this is, is publicity because you see her on every fucking interview. And literally, like, she thinks that she uh, owns people. She thinks that she can, she can call the shots. She's entitled. She comes in acts like this fucking cunt and thinks that she's this, this person that can now call the shots and tell people 
tell authorities what to do and, and, and lecture. Listen to this fucking, I mean, this trash. Listen to this trash. Sinead O'Connor, here she is. Dana Loesch, I want you to know that we will support your two children in the way that we will not. Uh, you will not. The yeah, shooter at our school obtained weapons that he used on us legally. Do you believe that it should be harder to obtain these semi-automatic and modif- uh, weapons and the uh, modifications for these weapons to make them fully automatic like bump stocks? Raise your nose, cut. Well, first off, Emma, I want to applaud you for standing up and speaking out. And for anyone who has ever criticized you or any of these students up here, including people who have been on my side of this issue, I don't think that anyone should deny you your voice or deny you your position because you are young. We want to thank you for that. I was a very politically active teenager, and I'm on this stage as a result of that. Think of how far you, you all could go as a result of voicing your beliefs. Now, I want to answer your question, and I want to be allowed the opportunity, which is why I am here, to talk and have this discussion with you all and answer these questions. This is why I came down here. I don't believe that this insane monster should have ever been able to obtain a firearm, ever. I do not think that he should have gotten his hands on any kind of weapon. That's number one. This individual was nuts. And I, nor the millions of people that I represent as a part of this organization that I'm here speaking for, none of us support people who are crazy, who are a danger to themselves, who are a danger to others, getting their hands on a firearm. And we have been for over 20 years, and I have been screaming about this, which is why I'm here, because I have kids. And I'm not just fighting for my kids. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for all of you because I don't want anyone to ever be in this position again. I want everyone to think about this for one second. This goes right into your question. Do you know that it is not federally required for states to actually report people who are prohibited possessors, crazy people, people who are murderers? No? We've been actually talking about that for a long time. Let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. You can shout me down when I'm finished, but let me answer Emma's question. It is not federal law for states to report convictions to the, the NIC system. It's not, it's not federally mandated. That's the big question, and I wish that this network had also covered this more as, a, as other media networks would have covered it. That's a huge... Wait a second. Wait a second. You guys, if I wait can't hear her statement, I can't come up with a rebuttal. Please. Wait a second. Do you guys, do you guys want to stop mentally insane individuals from getting firearms? Yes? They have to be in the system if they are convicted. You can convict them. You can adjudicate them mentally unfit if a state does not report it to the National Crime Information Center when you run that form. This individual passed, this madman passed a background check. How was he able to pass a background check? He was able to pass a background check because we have a system that's flawed. The Sutherland Springs murderer was able to pass a background check because the Air Force did not report that record. I think I'm going to interrupt you real quick and remind you that the question is actually, do you believe it should be harder to obtain these semi-automatic weapons and modifications to make them fully automatic, such as bump stocks? Well, I think the ATF is deciding about bump stocks right now. The president ordered the, the, the DOJ to look into it. I'm asking your opinion as a representative of the NRA. That's what the NRA's position has been. 
The NRA came, What's I'm yours? talking for them. These are the five million members that I'm here representing. That is what that group's position has been on that. So that answers your question. And they spoke about that before the president made a move, and they spoke about that before Attorney General Jeff Sessions made an announcement about that too. So that answers your, your, your question with that. Just for a second though, and, and I understand you're standing up for the NRA, and I understand that's what you're supposed to do. But you just told this group of people that you are standing up for them. You're not standing up for them until you say, I want less weapons. All right. So, so that was Dana. So, anyways. Dana Lash, who, the leader of the NRA, who I, lo who I love very much, uh, she was the one trying to explain, um, you know, the right thing and exactly what was going on. And you had that Emma Gonzalez, a.k.a. Sinead O'Connor, bald bitch, trying to be condescending and trying to basically uh, get, do exactly what CNN asked. Uh, you know, try to, you know, play stupid and, and try to, you know, act like, uh, Dana doesn't know what she's talking about. And, and, and you know, it, it's pathetic. It really is pathetic. Um, and it, it fucking makes me sick. I I have never, um, you know, I, I've never seen so much disrespect, um, you know, in one. I mean, it was, they were so fucking disrespectful. That fucking audience um, at that town hall last night. And, you know, the people, the people asking the questions. Because a lot of these school survivors, like I said, never owned a firearm in their life, uh, want, want banned guns, uh, and, and are acting now like they're fucking Columbo and, and they know everything and, and, you know, are geniuses about, uh, you know, it's like, they have, don't have a fucking clue. Like, seriously. God. It's, re it's really bothersome. Really bothersome. I want to play a clip. Um, so, you know, there's another guy like Emma Gonzalez. You know, well, she basically looks like a guy, so I'm just going to do, you know, yeah, I'm just going to keep going with what I'm saying, explaining. But the, the David Hogg, David Hogg, um, as we know, his daddy is a ex-FBI director. Um, and, uh, you know, he's... Um, He's David Hogg has, uh, you know, he claims uh, he, he goes to Parkland and he was, uh, you know, involved. You know, I, 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 you know, sure, as of now, yeah, he, he probably is a Parkland student. But, I mean, there's so many conspiracies that lead me to believe that he could be an anti-gun activist. But, you know, I have to learn more about it before I make it an ultimate and decisive decision on if David Hogg is just some insider, because there's a lot of reliable sources that, uh, you know, say that, you know, he works for CNN. He's been shown at CNN headquarters in photos. He's been shown with CNN t-shirts. He's been shown in other videos that are active activists uh, related. So that there's different signs. There's different uh, red flags. But anyways, uh, the clip I'm about to play you uh, is David Hogg, uh, one of the most outspoken people right now with this, you know, 17-year-old kid. He's outspoken with this Parkland shooting. And, uh, you know, he is basically uh, caught on, on, on camera uh, 
like forgetting his lines and the CNN crew is basically reminding him saying, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Keep going. So let's listen to this shit. Listen to how script, listen to this shit. You can't make this stuff up folks. Fire alarm earlier that day. And that was a drill. And we thought this was a drill too. Just another one. Uh, Cause we have a lot of fire alarms, uh, a, a lot of fire drills at the school. Um, after we heard the first gunshot, we initially thought it was a drill. Actually, that was a bad choice. Actually, that was a bad choice because the janitor. Sorry. Honestly, when I was going out, I was kind of in. I was in. When I was going out, I was in shock. So most of my friends that made it out, one of them went into a bathroom in the same. I believe in the same hallway as the shooter. You all hear that shit? Can you believe that? I mean, it's right in front of our eyes. The 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 the, fa- the fabrications and the fiction. I mean, fiction right there, scripted. But CNN has been known to do this in the past. I saw them. Well, I've been to every Trump rally, and there they have a narrative when they go to Trump rallies. They try to get uh, somebody to say something false. They have people. They have scripted stuff happen all the time. So this is nothing new, but still, with a with a fucking uh, mass shooting and you know going down this road road with scripted uh, interviews, I think that's low of all low, if you ask me. Trump rallies, one thing, you know, I I think it's still terrible that they make fake shit up at Trump rallies. They have before, but exposing a mass murder, uh, a mass murder, um, a mass murder uh, situation, fabricated interviews, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. That's fucked up. Um, I, yeah, so, you know, <sighs> Jesus, I want to, I want to play, before I play that clip, uh, before I play that clip, just Bear with me, guys. Um, so if so, as we know, um, pre, you know, President Trump wants an individual to be 21 before purchasing rifles, any sort of rifle, and he wants to end bump stock sales. Um, a lot of gun owners are having an issue with that. A lot of Trump voters are having an issue with that. I can see why, um, you know, they're having an issue with that um, because we know guns are not the problem. And, you know, I'm a little confused why Trump is going down this route. Um, but at the same time, it makes sense. Why, sh- you know, why should some, you know, what the part, the part that makes sense to me is why can somebody buy an AR at 18, but they can't buy a handgun until 21. So, you know, that's, and and people can't even drink it at 18 legally. Why can they buy an AR? I I think moving the AR situation at 21, uh, you know, is, is, I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary. Do I think banning bump stocks is necessary though? No. I I think the banning of bump stock sales um, will do, 
I think it'll be a big bad hit for our um, gun industry and our, our, our for that business uh, because we know how much money uh, the gun the gun sales uh, create for the economy. So this is really uh, going to take a toll and be a big burden on gun store owners. Uh, if bump stock sales, if this actually goes through, I would, if I was the president, if I was in, for, in you know, gi- giving the president any sort of advice, I would advise against uh, uh, banning bump stock sales. I do not think it's the best route. And just because you have a few mass shootings with, with fuck ups, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't mean, you know, we should ban bump, bump stocks. I just, you know, you, you can, you can basically, you can, I mean, it, 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 with, with bump stocks, people don't get that you can, you, you like, it's, 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 it's not the, guns are not the problem. Like, this, this has only been a real epidemic until recently. And it's, it's more mental health than anything. And these fucking people in Florida, these off, these cops, these cops, these cops were warned in Kid Nicholas Cruz. And there's many examples of this. Yeah, like I said on my show the other day, the FBI was warned about Nicholas Cruz, and they did nothing. Makes me think this was an inside job, because you have a, a, a kid at the school. Who has a fa- his father is an ex FBI agent. You have all of these red flags, and I'm talking all, all, and I'm talking a lot. I have I have something right now, a new report that just fucking came in, and this this is not even a, this isn't even a joke. Here's a fucking red flag right here. The Florida school security camera has nearly a half hour delay causing lag in capturing the gunman. So, okay, pause right now. So you have all of these things. You have a kid at the fucking school who could be an anti-gun activist and may not even be a student there, the kid that is in the news right now speaking, uh, uh, David Hogg, whose dad is an ex-FBI agent. You have this kid, crazy kid, uh, who's the gunman, who cops were warned about on several occasions that he was going to do this, and they didn't do anything. You have the security camera out, nearly a half-hour delay. This is the – check this part out. You have the, 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 uh, the, 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 the head of all cops for Parkland in – in many photos, hugging Hillary Clinton. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know if that has any, that probably has nothing to do with this, but I'm just saying. And it was pretty odd when I played that last clip and you guys were listening to um, that, that cop was on the stage, and at the very end, if you guys heard, he was trying to argue with Dana Lash of the NRA, who Dana Lash of the NRA was telling the truth and giving insight and actually, you know, saying what, what was the problem. But this cop was trying to take the side of Emma Gonzalez, who, you know, is obviously um, vulnerable, you know, the, the victim of a school shooting, 
and this cop was trying to get the audience all pumped up. And the cop has been so suspicious that the head, the head, the head of the police department of Parkland, he's in, he does all the, the press conferences and interviews regarding this case, uh, he's been very suspicious, very So you, I, I, I'm talking about all this different shit. Like you put the pieces together, and there's th- like I have, I have four, I have four things right now that I could, I could probably put some sort of case together. Things right now that should be investigated. Four fucking things. Pivotal, pivotal things. And they're, and they're, they're not, they're not. Why? We're, we, like, literally, you know, as a country, as a nation, as citizens, we are supposed to feel safe with the police department, feel safe around these people. And the fact that, and the fact that, that, that this stuff is going on and, and we, and and, and another fact, oh my, I just got, I got, I got a fifth, I got a fifth fucking thing just now to this, to this, to this red flag gray area case. A deputy assigned to Florida school never went in during shooting. He let the kid walk in. The deputy assigned to Florida school. And when it was going on, he knew the, 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 the guy guarding the school knew it was going on and did nothing about it. This report is as of about an hour ago. So there's these new reports coming out. Five things I have named that are that are are. I mean, this is this gray area, red flag as you get. On and you and why aren't these little shitheads, these little fucking Parkland, you know? Uh, the, 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 you know, 15 minutes of fame activists, why aren't they talking about these five facts? Why aren't they addressing odd and very, I'm talking very odd five things that I just mentioned? Because if they really cared, they'd be examining those five things I just talked about. Because do you realize that that, that could solve, that could solve their, they could have their answer right there. Like there could, we could have so much more answers if this shit was is getting attended to. What I just said. Whew. Whew. All right, taking deep breaths there. Got a little, uh, got a little wound up. Got a little excited. Oh man. All righty. Okay, feel better, feel better. But anyways, getting back into this topic. You listen to those five things I just mentioned. And who else is talking about those five things? I don't see a lot of other news news reports. Are journalists even looking at what, what I'm looking at, what, what I'm seeing? I don't see a lot of people reporting on this, even from the right. And I'm not saying they're not... They're, you know, I'm not saying uh, that everybody that's not reporting on it is, do, is doing it maliciously. I'm just saying it's a, it's a little odd. Yeah. 
and you know it's something that has to be addressed and has to be uh, you know dealt with. I'm I'm definitely um, you know getting. I mean this case this case is getting. There's so many things that you know are are interesting and, and don't add up. I mean this this could be another government uh, could have been another government uh, you know sort of thing where this was uh, totally a government hit. Um, but uh, I'm on a I'm on a time frame, guys. I'm going to move on to the next topic. Um, I want to say that um, you know there was a beautiful article um, out today, and um, you know about uh, there were. Let me pull it up real quick. Where is it? Give me one second, guys. So there was a kid. This is a beautiful story. So there was a kid that uh, was a hero of the shooting, and he held the door for everybody, all the kids that were trying to escape. And um, he... He he was um he was applying he was applying to wanted to be a marine he wanted to be a, in the military um, when he graduated high school and uh, the United States military military academy at West Point uh, recently decided to posthumously accept fallen uh, accept him um, uh, to the class to, to the class of 2025 uh, that's when he would have been graduating and uh, would have been accepted. Um, so you know, you know, just just, just this sort of heroic um, act, uh, you know, was something that is unbelievable. You know that the West West Point did this, and you know this kid had a dream, and and, and you know his mind and his heart was was with helping people, and 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 wanted to be in the military, and you know they saw this, and that's be- it's just beautiful. It's a real beautiful story. Um, Another thing. Hold on one second. Yeah. All righty. But yeah, what a beautiful. What I mean, and the kid, uh, you know, his. I want to get. One second. Peter Wang. Peter Wang. Wang, who was a Wang, who was a member of the JROTC program at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, who was shot and killed while trying to protect his fellow students from the shooter. So beautiful. They did that for him. Wow. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, a big report out, and this is really big. The Columbine, um, a Columbine survivor is now pushing to allow armed teachers uh, and, and give classes. Um, and I'm sure you guys all remember the name. Um, I'm sure you remember his, his name. Um, 
Hold on one second. Patrick Neville. Patrick Neville. He was um, he, he was a survivor in Columbine, and um, Neville was first elected to office in 2014, and he's now introduced a bill each year. Each he's introduced a bill about this each year since, without success. Um, since 2014, he's introduced a bill trying to arm teachers. He hopes this year will be different because of obviously the circumstances that have um, occurred. Um, which I think his bill will definitely be passed. I think it's a great idea. Um, I mean, he saw Columbine, one of the very first uh, horrific mass shootings in our society, um, and really was kind of uh, uh, kind of introduced uh, the uh, the shootings in schools. Um, this is this is great. 250 teachers sign up for 50 seats at concealed carry training session within 20 minutes. Uh, teachers were signing up, and then it went up hundreds and then thousands. So you have all these teachers um, that are that are now that are now signing up, that are now signing up and, and want to uh, you want you want to want to want to do safety first. You know, want to are, are waking up to the reality that you know their future. These teachers are waking up and realizing that their future is holding a gun. So they better learn. You know, because this is this is the way, unfortunately, our country has to work right now. This is how it has to happen. Um, you know, the NRA saves lives. I'm sick of people, you know, bashing the NRA, giving the NRA shit. You know, all these Hollywood libtards, fruitcakes, all these Hollywood, and especially these idiots that have no fucking clue trying to say the NRA has blood on their hands, the NRA kills people. You have all these idiotic statements about the that people say about the NRA. They just need to shut their trap. The, if it wasn't for the NRA, we wouldn't be the America we know. The NRA is part of our rights as citizens, our Second Amendment. The NRA is is a godly gift. It truly is. And I'm sick of people bitching about the NRA. Shut the fuck up. Let the NRA be taken away, and then you'd be liberals, and then you'd be begging for it to come back. Without the NRA, you wouldn't have safety. Um, a very and it just goes to show another thing we're about to say: how journalism is so fucking stu- idiotic in its stupidity at its finest these days. You have the LA Times who came out with an article today saying if you ban AR-15s. All all school all school mass shootings will stop. Who fucking says this kind of shit? Who says this stuff? No dumb fuck liberal liberal idiot. And and the LA Times is one of the most worthy. I mean, it's a very it, it's a popular paper, and they're supposed to you know protect their ass with their credibility. And the fact that they would let any of their publishers or journalists put this crap out. Is beside me, because these idiots know that there's a black. These idiots know that there's millions of illegal drugs on the street. If you ban AR-15s, what's that going to do? There's already millions of them out there. You, I mean, the stupid headlines that come out. I, I, I just, oh my god, like, is it, like, why, why, like, and people look at it like, oh really? Liberals look at it really? 
oh, then we need we need to start protesting now. We can we can we can we can do this. Liberals look at it like this. I mean, oh come on, like you, liberals are so fucking stupid. They're so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. And you know what? There was an there was a there was a a study out, and the top ten leading cause of death. The top ten leading cause of death. I want to read it all to you because uh, you know, and it makes sense. Um, you know that. Uh, this poll totally makes sense. Give me one second. Let me find it. Bear with me, guys. All righty. I am almost ready. Anyways, gun gun shootings, shooting deaths was was last on the list. It was a one through ten poll, and obviously ten being last on the list of least deaths, and it was gun violence was the least. And this was like a uh, one of the most popular polls. This was like a, a well known regulated one. I think it was Rasmussen or Pew Research, which are very well known. Um, yeah. So you, you, you just, you know, and then you have all these, these Democrats making it sound like, you know, gun violence is the leading cause of death. It's not. So shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. All the dramatic fucking outbursts on a daily basis from the, from the left saying that the, the, the gun, guns are the leading cause of death. No, they're not. They're the fucking least. It's the least. It's not the leading. It's the least. Um, and now, uh, you know, there is a, a county in Texas that has banned um, these gun control protests, which I think is the smartest fucking thing to do. You don't want all these shitheads out there littering, smelling like shit, fucking no hygiene. You got all these hill, all these stupid fucks that are uneducated out there protesting. You know something that's not gonna make a difference. Something that's not gonna change anybody's mind. These protesters are wasting their time. They're skipping school. You should ban all that shit because it's not doing anybody any good. I mean, and, and, and it's just it's making things worse. These people protesting gun violence and gun control are making things worse. These students protesting, making things worse. It's not helping. This is not helping their case whatsoever. Um, it is not helping their case. There's nothing here that is uh, productive uh, with these protests. So banning, I hope other uh, counties and cities take action on what this county in Texas school uh, this county in Texas did with their schools. If any, it, they banned it protesting. That's the way you take down a motherfucker. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. That you know what? That's how it's done. 
Amazing. Um, what? Where am I? Oh, and I got real quick, guys. I got that top ten leading cause of death. I'm going to read it to you real quick. Um, Heart disease is one. Cancer is two. Chronic lower respiratory diseases is three. Accidents, unintentional injuries is is four. Stroke is five. Alzheimer's disease is six. Diabetes is seven. Influenza is eight syndrome, and then process is nine, and gun violence is ten. There you go. Oh, and, you know, it's absolute, I want to I play a clip real quick for you guys. And it's Nancy Pelosi just sounding like a complete fool. Um, she was down in Arizona not too long ago uh, trying to give lectures to the everyday working American about taxes. And some guy screams out, well, how much fucking money do you make, Nancy? And the, how much do you pay? This is great. This is a great clip. This is gold. You guys got to hear this. Uh, one sudden. The, these issues about the tax cut and then the cuts to initiatives that help people, that's part of the budget. The national budget should be a statement of our national values of what is important to us as a nation, which makes us strong and builds to the future, should be reflected in our budget. But what we have seen here is the complete opposite. So this isn't about Democrats or Republicans. This is about the United States of America, about our children's future. And again, it can't possibly be a statement of values for us to uh, talk about, as Martin Luther King said, God really didn't intend, or maybe it's his, God really didn't intend, never intended for one group of people to live in superfluous, inordinate wealth while others live in abject, deadening poverty. So these are kitchen table issues, though, for America's families, because most, you know, most, most people are not in deadening poverty, but some are. But most people have to struggle to make make ends meet. So, at, no, we're not talking about that. No, no. So, in any event, I can out, you know, I'm a mother of five, I can uh, speak louder than anybody. The, uh, here's the thing. That was great. How much, well, how much do you make, Nancy? That was awesome. But, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, the, that's what a Democrat, that's the Democrats today. They don't care about the everyday worker. They want their own financial gain these politicians, but they don't care. These Democrats don't care about the, the everyday American like they claim. And, you know, a perfect point and a, and a perfect example of these childish rants and, uh, you know, these marches, these protests uh, from these, these kids, these children, that, you know, it's basically like a kid when he doesn't get in his own way. He stomps. That's like the Democratic playbook. You see all these marches, all these protests, 
It's the Democratic playbook. The Democrats create these monsters. They create these children. They create these animals. And, you know, I mean, look what happens. You, 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 I mean, it, it, it's te- you see what's going on in the world. And it's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a pleasant uh, fucking scene. And for people like Nancy Pelosi, you know, I know this is regarding, you know, the tax thing, but just in, in general, you know, you know these, these Democrats and their responses uh, to, to the problems in, the, in our country and the world, um, it's despicable. It's, it's disgusting that they have nothing to say. Uh, they have no plan. Their only plan is we hate Trump. Let's go after Trump. Trump is the worst. That's their only mindset. That's their only talking point. That, you know, they got to come up with something better than that. I'm telling you. You know, if they if they want to um, if if they want to if, if the Democrat I think the Democratic Party is per, permanently tarnished. Um, but you know, if you ask me, but you know, they they, they don't have any. Um, they have no they have no message. They have no message, and it's sad. It's really fucking sad. It's really fucking sad. Um, there's Britain new news, and this is huge. Um, as of today, uh, the Trump administration um, has offered uh, way more affordable health care plans uh, compared to Obamacare. The administration uh, has just announced that today. Um, let me see if I can post up the article. I have a caller call, uh, calling in that I will get to in two seconds. Let me pull up this article real quick. Uh, remembering, uh, let me see here. Uh, where is that? Where is that? Where is it? Where is it? Where is that article? Where is that article? All right, I can't seem to find it right now, the article. But um, anyways, the Trump administration offered today a lot more, a wide, a lot more affordable health care plans compared to Obamacare. You get a lot more variety. Uh, you get lower premiums, lower deductibles, uh, you name it. I mean, this, is a, this is, was a great thing put into place. Um, I will go over the specifics uh, on my next episode for sure. I promise you guys that. Um, I'm going to take this call, though. Um. Hello. 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 This is Gianni. Gianni from New York. You're on the line. How are you? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, doing well. So. Got so much going on. I mean, there's so much in the news, man. I'm sure you've been listening. Uh, what, what's your take on everything, man? What, what's going on with you? What, what, what's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I like um, when you were talking about um, Nancy Pelosi and you had played the video <laughs> where, because I've seen that uh, some days ago. And uh, when she yeah. was talking about everything, and, she would be, and the woman was like, hey, what about you? And it's so true. It's like 
most of the politicians that the uh, you know the Bernie Sanders and all this talk about oh white supremacy and you know socialism and all this. I'm like, dude, you guys live in mansions and got like a million dollar cars. I mean, come on. Look, I mean, if you go to Hillary Clinton's house upstate New York in Chappaqua, there is people guarding right. it. By the way, with guns. If you didn't know that, I've been by the place where she had her her husband stays at in uh, Chappaqua, New York. And you can't even go down one street. That whole block is closed off to them. So I'm like, it's kind of hypocritical to go against walls, to go against AR-15s, to go against guns, to go against all this stuff. And you have the same thing protecting you. Why don't if you believe so much in banning all those things, take all the stuff down and just let your house be like a regular place? You know what I mean? Exactly. No, so true. So true. Um. Yo, I want to play this qu- this clip real quick by Mark Dice. Um, this this just this has been he's uh, this is a really good clip and he's really uh, putting into perspective of what's been going on lately. Uh, one nine. Here we go. CNN is literally now harassing Trump supporters, including this seventy-year-old Florida woman who they stalked and then just showed up at her house, stuck a microphone in her face. <laughs> and then started pestering her because she shared something on Facebook that originally was posted by the Russian troll farm. I'll play the clip in just a moment because I'm not kidding. Just like I wasn't kidding yesterday when I labeled the video, CNN goes dumpster diving looking for clues. Many people thought that that was just hyperbole, that it was a metaphor, that they were metaphorically going dumpster diving. No, they literally did. And now they're stalking and harassing senior citizens. When the Mueller indictments came down last Friday, a key element was that Russian trolls allegedly succeeded in enticing unwitting Americans to take part in electioneering, including supporting the candidacy of Donald Trump. CNN senior investigative correspondent Drew Griffin went looking for some of those Americans, and here's what he found. I'm sorry, Anderson, I have to correct you already because you're lying again by omission. The Russian trolls also created various anti-Trump events and anti-police pro-Black Lives Matter events as well. One group the Russians operated under was called Being Patriotic, calling themselves an online community. They were actually Russian Internet trolls, according to the FBI, trying to direct unwitting Americans to holding rallies, posting Russian-made anti-Hillary Clinton messages, even telling them what to print on their homemade signs. The Russians, I don't care if they were uh, involved or not. That, to me, is the least important thing. But they were involved with you. Did you guys know that? They weren't involved with us. You know, just make sure that you report it correctly, that, you know. But you guys were involved with being patriotic, right? Very, very patriotic, but not. Being patriotic was the group that contacted and helped organize some of these activities that you posted on your own Facebook account. Those were legitimate. Those were Russians. They were not Russians. I don't go with the Russians. That group was Russian. I have nothing to do with the Russians. Well, apparently you did. No. You just showed up at this poor old lady's house unannounced, and you're harassing her about colluding with the Russians. What the hell is wrong with you? Even Wikipedia's founder, Jimmy Wales, is denouncing this, saying CNN should be ashamed. This is not journalism. This is abuse. Now, he posted this on his public feed, and I only know about it because he also sent it to me in a DM, which I can only assume was to give me a heads up about it, to show that even he thinks that CNN has crossed the line. For those who don't know him, and I had a little beef a few months ago about how the Wikipedia editors are portraying me on the Wikipedia page about me. I've been meaning to do a video about it, but there's so much breaking news every day that I just keep putting it off. 
There is a whole chapter in my book, The True Story of Fake News, about Wikipedia, and it covers the whole thing. So if you really want to know, hope you guys will check out the book on Amazon. And speaking of the Russian trolls, it turns out that MSNBC's Joy Reid, the angry black woman who hosts a weekend show, was one of the favorites of the Russian trolls, according to the indictment by Robert Mueller. I wonder why I would see her pathetic show trending on Twitter almost every single weekend. Oh, by the way, CNN, if you're going to be tracking down and trying to interview people who shared something on Facebook that was originally posted by the Russian trolls or, you know, happened to go to events that were organized by the Russian trolls, you might want to go and talk to Michael Moore because it turns out that this very event outside of Trump Tower, the Trump is not my president protest, that happened right after the election, was attended by none other than Michael Moore. <laughs> it's not just 70-year-old women that CNN are stalking like a crazy ex-boyfriend. They also felt that yesterday's presidential daily briefing, being delayed by an hour or so, not canceled, just delayed, with Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the White House, quote, trying to avoid them. Memo to the White House, you cannot avoid us. Stop trying to dodge us. This briefing needs to begin. Uh, it was supposed to begin an hour and 15 minutes ago, and then it was supposed to begin 25 minutes ago. There was a lot to talk about, and uh, we need to see Sarah Sanders behind that podium. Jeff Zeleny and Gloria Borger uh, are with me. And Yes, because the world revolves around you and CNN, Brooke. These people have literally lost their minds. Just two days ago, they were dumpster diving over in Russia looking for clues. Now they're harassing old ladies at their own homes. And you guys remember that old Kurt Russell movie from the 80s, The Thing? They have The Thing, and we know what it is. It is liberalism. Go to my online store, markdice.com, or click the link in the description below and get your liberalism. Find a cure, t-shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie. It helps spread the word. Available in multiple different colors and styles. If you don't want to... <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. <laughs> Hey, he he is the greatest man. He is Mark Dice. Really, I, know, it's I mean, it, it, it is man, and he, and he he's so funny and he's so honest at the same time. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you have you have all of you have all of these, you know, and, and here's the thing: what what's your take on the whole? David Hogg's thing. You know who I'm talking about, that kid that da- daddy's the FBI agent and he's in all these yeah. interviews. What, what's your um, take on all this? Well, well, I would say my take is I, I believe he's a real guy. I believe he, you know, was at the shooting or whatever. But I believe yeah. that Me too. CNN Me too. using him in order to oh, yeah. push their progressive agenda. I mean, this guy, is a he's a punk kid. I mean... Most of these kids, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. You know, people can talk about me all they want and say, oh, these kids experienced trauma. Most of them weren't even on the same, in the, in the same hallway. Most of them people were, like, up in high buildings, you know what I mean, and, or the different parts of the building. And to be honest, right. some of those kids just want to be famous that was on stage at the town hall. Come on. Just like the chick with the whole, you know, shave head thing. You can see look at yeah. when, when people were like, yay, she was scrolling or running around, turning around, smiling and saying, hey, these, come on, dude. It's all about fame. They have some, they look, they're being looked at. They have the cameras on them. They can be popular at school. And that's what's going on. You're so right. My whole yeah, thing is I, I agree with real people, but they're using them. 
and he knows it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But and and I also agree. I agree. And and if you you're right. And the Sinead, uh, Sinead O'Connor, the ball the ball bitch. I call her Sinead O'Connor because she looks like Sinead O'Connor, who who was a '90s singer and had her head shaved. But uh, anyways, yeah, you know she the woman seen in pictures, laughing, smiling, uh, saying with these and you know Dave, David Hogg uh, a day later. You know they're 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 seen celebrating and shit. And if you if you saw um, what uh, what I mentioned earlier in the show, there were multiple things that were odd about this odd about this shooting. Number one, the security cameras had a thirty minute delay. Why is that? That should that should, that should never happen, and it really doesn't happen unless it's fucking planned and they set it that way. Number two. Uh, the security guard that was uh, patrolling the school um, basically saw the kid, Nicholas Cruz, go in and did not even go did, and knew the shooting was going on, knew the shooting was going on and didn't do anything about it. And he was, he was forced to resign after, obviously. That's two. Number three, um, these cops and in, in Florida knew for months, for months, that this fucking kid was a threat to society and was yeah. a fucking killer. They knew. Yeah. And, I, and, 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 and there's more. There's more. Um, you have you, you have the kid, like I said, David Hogg, whose dad uh, is an ex-FBI agent, and you have David Hogg as the main face of, of all, you know, of, of the victims. And doing all these interviews, and he and he's everywhere, and there's just so much suspicion. And then you have you have that deputy, you have that deputy, or the, the the head of the police department in Parkland, uh, who has been acting very suspicious, and he's also been seen in many photos with Hillary Clinton. So, you know, and, and there's and there's all these, uh, you know, red flags with, you know. They 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 knew. They fucking knew. They fucking knew, man, that this was gonna happen. Yeah, come on, dude. I mean, that's one thing. And then to add to that, did you hear today? According to surveillance, the sh- the cop or whatever didn't even go in to confront the shooter. That's what's no. crazy to it's me. Just... He didn't even confront yep. the shooter, which is I'm like, something's not right. It's just like a lot of stuff is just not adding up. And then how the fuck? Nicholas Cruz or whatever walk out, blend in with the students, walk out, and how did he make it to McDonald's? Come on, think about this. He made it to McDonald's in a freaking yep. Walmart for 20 minutes. How in the hell could you come from school, be at school? First first of all, this is a big school, right? So you walk in, yeah. and then you shoot and shoot around and injure people and kill people. Then you drop your gun, drop your bag. Go into a bathroom and meet a girl or whatever, and you think that's the killer, and then get out, walk through the back door, go walk all the way to McDonald's, stay there for 20 minutes, and then go somewhere for for another minute, and then get caught on the street. And they knew exactly what street he was on, but they didn't know what the killer looked like at first. It's just not, it's just not adding up. It's bullshit to me. And there's, you know what? This is just like the Vegas shooting. It's the same sort of uh, red flags. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it, it, there's just so many facts that don't add up uh, that, uh, you know, are concerning, deeply fucking concerning. 
Um, yeah, but real moving on to I want to move topics real quick. I got a couple more things to talk to you about. I got about seven minutes left. Um, real quick though. Um, so you know, actually, I'm going to talk about this topic on my next episode. I want to I want to take this time uh, before. I want to take this time to remember, you know, you obviously, you know, you're a big Billy Graham fan. You know, you're, uh, you know, you were very heavily influenced by him. You know, he was one of your uh, idols. Uh, You know, you want to share some thoughts about, uh, about him? I mean, I I gave a big tribute earlier. Did you, did you hear it? Yeah. And, you know, Billy Graham, man, I'm just so in awe. When I look back, you know, over what he did, you know, for America, what he did for the world, you know, even, you know, he wasn't a partisan person, especially when it came to politics. You know, he would open his heart and uh, pray for whether you were Democrat or Republican. He would preach the gospel and say the gospel is to uh, uh, the everyday human being. But he also, uh, his second part of his message was, hey, America needs to turn back to God. And he said, if America never turns back to God and turns back to godly laws, godly living, and godly ways of doing things, then America would never be great. And which it kind of correlates to me why the Grams support Trump, because everything, funny how Billy Graham dies now. I'm not trying to get no prophetic utterance or anything, but I'm just saying that this man preached about the promise of heaven and he preached about America turning back to God all his life. And for now, we have a president that actually respects the religious right, respects Christians, and respects the foundation that this country was built on. And now that he is passing legislation and he is fighting for uh, faith, family, and freedom like Billy Graham preached, so it's like all his stuff is not done in vain. It took one wise person to run for office and actually do something and uh, um, put uh, America one nation under God again. So I believe Billy Graham has been a huge impact to everybody around the world when it comes to a moral moral revival and, you know, restoring morals back to America. And I just love his family life, the way he cared about his family, the way he cared about his wife, um, his children, you know, the, the love and compassion that he had for anybody uh, uh, that just wanted to do right or anybody that was struggling uh, with anything in their life. So I really think he's a remarkable man. Absolutely, man. And, you know, he really was, I mean, I mean, there, I mean, he was, he was the best of the best, you know, he was, he was the greatest. And, you know, I, I just, everybody is so thankful for all he did for this country. And it's, it's absolutely remarkable. And I'm very glad that, you know, he got to see President Trump get elected and he got to see President Trump uh, you know, get into office because, you know, President Trump is going to be the greatest president of all time. And I, I'm glad that, and, and we know Billy Graham and the president and the Graham family have had, they, the Trumps and the Graham uh, have been longtime friends. Um, so there's a lot of chemistry uh, with that longtime friendship. Uh, so, you know, you obviously, um, you know, and that, there's a lot of love there. Yeah. You know, there, there truly is, man. Um, real quick, um, before before we go, 
I want to uh, tell me about this movie you're making. Tell me about this movie. I, I got a little I got a little role in it, which I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the movie uh, I will start start filming uh, March third. Uh, we'll be going nice. all the way until uh, mid May, and uh, basically the movie is just you know a thing that I think we need this time, and it's a movie that's going to be based on what is evil, like why do people do crazy things, you know, like the school shooting and you know the Manson family. So uh, this movie will be talking about uh, a bunch of teens. You know, they need to pay their bills, and they can't. So what they do is they try to go into someone's house, and they try to take money, but they don't know that the guy is a crazy killer, and he's a cult leader. And what is what it's going to do is it's going to lead us to the end. And after the culting and, you know, the killing and everything, it's going to be a spiritual principle in it, which is like maybe things are just evil. Why is this? Are, we, are there people that are sitting here? Uh, that are good people to take out the bad people. Like, you know, Hitler was obviously a person who was going to be in our destiny, and it took the American, the Americans to come and defeat him, you know. And I feel like whenever there is something evil in the world, there's always something good to combat it. It's, good. it's basically a movie about good versus evil. Who wins? Per- perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited for it. Um, the audience. Um, I'm glad you could share that. Um, and, and if the audience wants to find you, you know, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on the, you're on, you're on all the social media. Right. Right. And um, we, we will, um, Gianni Rodriguez, Gianni Rodriguez. Yeah, we will, Gianni um, Rodriguez, Paris. Perfect. Yep. So everybody has that. Um, thank you, man, for coming on the show. Uh, we're running out of time, but I will have you on next show because uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. All right, man. Nice speaking. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you soon. Cheers. All right. All righty, guys. So there you have it. Um, thank you to Gianni for coming on the show. Uh, we always appreciate him and his, in- and his insight. Um, I want to thank all of my listeners um, we're out of time, unfortunately. I still have uh, stuff to talk about, like I do every episode that I'll get to next episode. But thank you all. I hope you all have a great rest of your night. I'm Rory Sodder. God bless. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.